You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and Lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a while. On this week's episode, we are going to first talk about a little bit about my personal life and what's been going on with me since we've had obviously quite a bit of a break. And also, free Britney or not. Welcome back, guys. It's episode 35, and we're here finally. We're back together, Tiffany. It's been a while, and we have a lot of important things to talk about today. But first, I think it's probably a good idea to talk about what's been going on the last like month or two, because I'm sure our fans are wondering why we haven't been podcasting every week or every other week. And of course, when the summer comes, I feel like whatever has been waiting to be dealt with usually gets dealt with or things explode and become even more complicated to deal with. But how are you? What's how are going you? On? My life has been just crazy. It's a good word, right? It's yeah, I was going to say something bad, but it had a bad. It's not crazy in a bad way. It's been crazy in a good way. Um, so I haven't really shared too much of my story. So I think most people know that I got divorced. Well, I was separated last year, got divorced in January. And I actually got remarried in May to, um, I call him the love of my life. He was my best friend for many, many, many years. So we got married and then we bought a house and I sold my old house, as I kind of mentioned in the last podcast. And then uh, my medical practice has been absolutely crazy. I don't know why, but it's just gotten way busier than what it's been ever before, which I'm not complaining about, but it's not had as much free time. And then I decided to buy my actual office space that I'm in. So I've been doing that and life has just been busy. Busy, busy, busy. And yeah. now you're time sharing with your ex-husband, with yes. your amazing son. Yes. Which we're not going to talk about that today, but that's a challenge in itself, right? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big challenge. Um, you know, he's, I'm, he, he's not a big fan of mine. And, uh, you know, whatever, rightfully so, I guess. And so the communication is not wonderful. And, you know, we make it work. I make it work because what are you going to do? My son's perfect and he's actually doing super well. So I just do what I can do. What are you going to do? Put a smile on your face. And, that's it. I mean, I'm happy. No one's on. going to destroy my happiness. So it is what it is. Well, that's happiness is power, I yeah. think, when it comes down to what really is going to drive you every day and get you going. And we have lots of friends and people that we know in our lives that just can't find that happiness and they just become living well, in a world of misery, I think. I, I think deal with that a it, lot. And you know? this will kind of maybe, le- you know, leeway, segue a little bit into what we're going to talk about today. But I think part of it is like other people want you to feel miserable because they're miserable, like misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their way of feeling happy is for you to not be happy. And I'm just not about that toxic life. So I just hit the ignore button. And it's just, you know, sometimes it's hard to hit the ignore button because, you know, people push your buttons and push your buttons and push your buttons and push your buttons. And then finally you just want to start yelling at people. And, um, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? It's difficult. But, I mean, we haven't even had time to hang out. No. You know, we I want know. to podcast I, I, and do everything, and we haven't Lisa's, been able to. You, Lisa, and my other Lisa friend, like, I just saw her last night, and it's only because she came by my house, because I'm like, I was already in my PJs. Like, I, I mean, David and I have been exhausted. Like, bet- like I said, between buying a new home, doing, not renovations, but, you know, doing the things that we want to do to the new home, 
and then, you know, figuring out how time sharing works and, yeah. you know, because now I can really only do the dinners and meetings that I do at night on certain days of the week. And so I'm just my, you know, cause I don't want to be gone when I'm with Harrison. So, you know, you know, Mondays and Thursdays, I, I don't go out unless I'm out with him. So really my business meetings that I do are always Tuesdays and Wednesdays now. So like, basically I don't have as much free time as what I, which I'm not, again, I'm not complaining about, but no, but I got to make it work in a schedule. You it's know? an adjustment. It's you know, an adjustment. You have to yeah. adjust your calendar yeah. and your friends have to be there to support you as yeah. you go through that. And, and we're newlyweds. And so, you know, yeah. David doesn't want me out when, you know, with my girlfriends, not because he's like possessive, but it's like, we're newlyweds. He wants to yeah. be home with me, you know? Yeah, of so course. it's, you know, and, and, and same with me. So, you know, it's just been, um, I mean, I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm yeah, you're super, smiling. I'm super happy. It's just a, yeah, it's an adjustment. So I, an I feel adjustment. it. I feel it, yeah. But we're, we're going to get back. We're going to keep doing podcasts. Yes, we're yes. going to get back into I it. I told Lisa I have to make a concerted effort, and I will do that. I Well, we yeah. enjoy doing this, and I think this is a really good opportunity for us to talk about things that are important and that people don't want to talk about or can't talk about. And it's, I was going to share with you, it's been really helpful for a lot of my clients to be able to listen to us. And of course, we've had a lot of guests on our podcast over the last year that I think have been able to shed a lot of important light on issues that you can't really just read a book and understand. Right. So it's it's great. And we'll have to do more. You know, I think it's an important part of what we do. And we obviously mesh well together. Yeah. So we banter a lot. <laughs> Definitely have difference of opinions about a lot of things. But that's what it's all about, right? If we all agreed on the same things, we'd be really boring. So, um, you know, kind of getting into what what you wanted, what we wanted to talk about today. Um, my husband does basically, he's a lawyer, as you know, like the audience doesn't know. And he does. So Lisa's actually known my husband longer than I've known my husband. Interestingly enough. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Long story. I met him in 2005. That. We worked <laughs> together actually. I was cracking up anyway. So, um, he, he does probate, right? So he is like the lawyer that helps siblings or family members fight over mommy and daddy's money after they die, essentially is the best way to describe it. And so we were going to talk today about this Britney Spears hot mess disaster with her conservatorship, which is basically like a gar- like a legal guardian, right? Yep. In California, they call it a conservator, but in Florida, we call it a legal guardian. And um, basically her fight to try and like get her life back. And David spoke a little bit about it actually on the news a few weeks ago. He was asked to talk about because that's what he does for a living. And so I've got, you know, he gave me some insight on how this works. And I mean, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but it's, um, I do. It's, um, colorful. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's all the movements now that are coming out about free Britney, you know, and there's groups of people that are coming up to support her, which is interesting because I have multiple questions about this. And I think we might have a difference of opinion, but it's pretty big news right now. And the idea of a conservatorship over an adult, she's age 39. The idea of somebody else controlling your life, controlling your money, controlling whether you can have children or not, controlling additional children. She obviously has two kids, but any more kids. Controlling where you go, who you spend time with, whether you're going to perform, whether you're not going to perform, even down to the nitty gritty details of where you're performing and what you're going to wear when you perform. I mean, she's been over the age of 18 for a long time, but she had a severe mental health crisis in 2008, which I think was the crux of how this whole conservatorship was created for her and who was handling her life. Her father, right. who was estranged from a mo- her mother at the time. They were going through a really messy divorce, which isn't for today's topic. But then she has, I think, three or four family um, siblings. I know Jamie Lynn is speaking up now all over, you know, 
First of all, I don't think anyone needs to be speaking about anything. It's not their life. They don't have access to her medical records. All they know is what she puts out publicly. Like, nobody knows anything except her and her physicians, essentially. Correct. Right? So everyone should just shut up, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, you know, my question with this whole thing, from a medical perspective and a legal perspective, look, if you look at med mal cases, for instance, each side finds an expert, right? Oh, yeah. So the defense has an expert that says they did nothing wrong. And the plaintiff side says they have an expert that says they did everything wrong, but they're both experts. Of course. So who's right? Because someone's paying somebody to say something, right? And you can manipulate data until the cows come home to make it work for you. We see it in medicine. Like once you think someone has something, you start seeing things to make it have that. Right. Whatever you're thinking of. And so my concern and my question really is, who's been this person evaluating her? Who's paying them? Is the dad paying them? Is Brittany paying, like, who, who, how did, because in my opinion, it should be like an independent analysis by a judge who appoints a psychiatrist that has nothing to do with either side. A neutral, a forensic psychologist. Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not an expert like David is on this issue, but, you know, we deal with state of mind and mental health a lot in family court. I mean, and there's experts all the time that come in to testify. And some judges, even in Broward County, Palm Beach and Miami, will not hear and make a decision about somebody's mental health status until they've been evaluated not once, not twice, but three times That's what David said. by three yes. different doctors yes. with three different sometimes opinions. Yeah. And why? I mean, I'm like, yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's a, you know, it's a burden on the judicial system, but why would that be necessary? Let's think about that for a minute because people you get more neutrality. Yes, and people are biased right. and it depends on who's paying for the evaluation. Of And how is the evaluation, like, I'll give you an example. A case that I'm working on now deals with the mother's mental health status. And what happened? She was evaluated, but guess what? Her attorney picked the doctor. Her attorney provided the records for the doctor to review. So, of course, I'm not going to agree to that. I want my own doctor. That's 100%. That's crazy. Yeah, and and so, you know... um I don't think people, when we talk about this case or in general, I don't think now, now that I, you know, now that I work with David and I, and I help him with some of these med mal cases, I kind of understand a little bit more of the legal system than most probably medical practitioners do. That's probably true. And it's unbelievable to me the amount of bullshit people come up with (laughs) because, um, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't care if you're the smartest judge in the world, you're not a doctor. Right. And so you have to try to get your point across and why something should or shouldn't be in testimony because this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they're not physicians. Right. Right. So I don't I don't like this whole like unless it was blatantly wrong, like you walked up to a patient, you took a knife and you shoved it in their neck. Like each side's going to find an expert. Like you're going to get out of pre-suit. Like you're going to like it's going to you're going to move forward. Right. You're litigating. There's no question. There are some states. And this is what I really like. There's some states when I'm hired as an expert. And I have to write an independent review, but then that, my review goes to a state panel. A board, basically. A board, okay? So in Florida, we don't have that for MedMal, but some states have, and I'm circling back to why this is important, some states have a panel, so it's like two lay people, two doctors, maybe a nurse, whatever, and someone of that specialty, and they decide based upon the two expert reports. That's Because nice. they have medical freaking knowledge of <laughs> right. whether it was actually malpractice or not, right? And so this is sure. kind of similar. For me, I don't know how the legal system works in California, and I don't even know if this is possible, but for me, a judge should go through some reviews online, find a good psychiatrist that's got amazing reviews by people, and say, I'm picking the doctor. Yeah. 
that's the person that's going to do the review and that person's going to give the independent you know analysis right. of what's going and on that judge, i don't care who your expert is right and that judge should also lay the protocol yes. as far as how the evaluation is going to be completed what records are going to be supplied to the doctor who's going to have access to the doctor prior to when is the patient going to go in for the evaluation what is going to be the requirements for her when she actually physically goes to the evaluation and here's the other thing too, all of these right? factors make so a big difference people are allowed so this is what i don't understand too right and david had to help me understand this and it still kind of doesn't resonate super well with me because uh there's crazy people everywhere like yeah, yeah <laughs> everywhere okay we live in fort lauderdale just walk down like a street that's close to us. All Any right? street. <laughs> so you can, like, yeah. th- there are, there are both crazy, like, they're, you know, mentally um, challenged people. They're, they're, th- these people are everywhere, right? And they don't all have, and, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm saying it because not everyone has a conservator. Not everyone has a guardian. Not, so what, what is it about this particular case that there's so, because usually it's, you are harmed to yourself or others, right? Right. That's usually what puts this ball in motion. Is she really a harm to herself? Like, let her go blow all of her money. What do we care? I mean, I just don't understand the, like, you know, why does she need all of this protection? And who is the person that's really protecting her? Those are my two well, questions. Yeah, and, and how does he, right, so as a conservator, right, or as the guardian, obviously they have access to funds and obviously they're allowed to divvy out those funds appropriately. What has he done with the money? Well, funny you mentioned that. I was just reading some articles online before you came in and the, and again I'm just re, re, I'm re, repeating what I'm reading obviously we have no personal knowledge of this case but somebody had reported that her father Jamie Spears had spent two million dollars of her money her personal money that she probably worked her ass off I mean she's been working since she was like four years old doing you know which don't even start on that star search is how she got own. started and then she was on the Mickey Mouse Club I mean this is a hard-working individual you know what I mean I mean she's dancing her ass off to make a lot of money he spent two million dollars of her own money, and that was just for conservatorship. Fees. That's what I'm saying. This is that's my just point. for him to maintain does, the conservatorship. How, what the? I'm. What? That's insane. That's insane. You need a salary to like manage someone else's money. Like, bro, go get a job. Go get a job doing something else. What is? Of course, well, he's fighting this. He's gonna he's gonna lose out on millions. I mean, millions. Good, you know what? I gotta he's tell taking you, taking money from his own for, kid for this reason alone. I mean, I think that's why she was so happy to get her own lawyer and her right. own people because, you know, they're paying for this lawyer. So they're, they're, even her own lawyer is probably getting paid off. Like, this is crazy. This is, I mean, it's, it's asinine to me. There is not one neutral party in this, in this entire in all thing of as it. far as I'm concerned. In, in, in all of it. And it's, it's... And listen, there's a difference between having mental health problems, which I deal with in my practice. That's, it, it, it's a thing, right? I mean, right. it happens. It's important. It there's a difference between having mental health problems and just being a little quirky and strange, right? You can be a little quirky and strange and still like be able to wake up, brush your teeth and not blow millions of dollars in a day. But I think it goes beyond that, Tiffany. I think it's more of a situation and, and this is something that I see in my cases and we hear a lot about it in the news and I'm sure you see it in your office too, but somebody can have a mental health crisis. For instance, Brittany had one reported in 2008 that doesn't mean that she cannot be rehabilitated in any way and still be in the same mental state of mind that she was in 2008 and 100%. 2021. I'd actually venture to say that most people in this country have had almost, if not 
breakdowns at some point in their life. Of course. Where you I mean, come that's home normal. and you feel like this, I'm not me. This is crazy. Like I'm, I'm like in my car shaking, crying, whatever. I mean, I've, that's almost happened to me. Not where I'm just going and shaving my head and throwing umbrellas at people, but right. You know, right. like you, you know, one day, you like your hair one day. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> one day accumulates, you know, and one day all these things accumulate, they all pile on top of each other. And like, it's not, you can't handle it. It's just too much for one person. Right. And, and to and you're put right, somebody to take an, under the amount of pressure and yes. stress and under the yes. limelight the like poor, she the was. The poor person, you know, like I know people are going to listen and go, oh, poor Brittany, she's famous, must suck for her, meh, meh, meh. And like, but, but it's true, people think about it. The poor woman cannot walk outside with her dog without people taking a photo of her. I don't care if you think you would like that because you'd be a millionaire and famous. It sucks. Well, you she has no, no privacy. privacy. I don't even exactly. feel like I've got privacy in my life right now. And I'm, and that's just because of a divorce. Right. I can't imagine like going through that every day. And so you're not performing anymore. You're kind of in this semi-retirement. Maybe she wants to perform. Maybe she doesn't. But she can't even like not be famous anymore because she's getting sucked into this vortex of toxicity from her father. Right. And don't forget, she went through a very messy divorce. She has two teenage boys. Yep who and I'm about sure them. are really difficult to deal with. Well, it's not even that. And then no one cares about these this person's children. Like, they have to go to school every day and listen about how their mom's crazy. I mean, what the, f- like... Well, that part I did think crazy. about because... That's so effed up. They're teenagers, and there has not been a day, I don't think that's gone by, probably since the middle of June when this whole conservatorship and Brittany having her hearings in front of, you know, the court in California really became a big deal. But you can't really hide from that. It's everywhere you that's, go. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's everywhere you go, you, you, you cannot hide from that. So they're certainly getting pressure from that, I'm sure. And the other thing I wanted to mention about all this is her so-called support system. You know how we've always talked about on this podcast, your ride or dies, right? Yeah. Like no matter what, they're there for you. I think when you look at someone in her position, she might have thought she did have a lot of ride or dies. But then when really, you know, shit hit the fan she really opened her eyes and saw, okay, well, I'm struggling, I'm in pain, this is what I need. And a lot of those people just turned against her and really were providing evidence to the conservatorship to keep her yeah, you in know, this th- crazy... That's the, that's the problem, and I'm not saying she has mental health problems now, so what am I about to say, but that's the problem with mental health in general, right? People understand a broken bone. They can see it, right? Yeah. They can understand, oh, I had a heart attack. They're in the ICU with tubes coming out of them. It's very difficult for people to understand mental health. Right. And there's a significant stigma around it. And I'm going to circle back because when I was like speaking earlier, I was speaking very like, you know, like those crazy people. I didn't mean it in a malicious or malignant way. My point is that, you know, it's it's a it's a very sensitive subject. And, and I feel like as humans, when you can't, it's kind of like pediatric medicine, right? When it's a newborn, they're crying. You don't know why they're crying. Like you just mm-hmm. got to figure it out. Like if you can't see it, it's difficult to understand. Um, but, but it's, it's, it's so prevalent, it, right? And it's, it's a process. I mean, I can tell you not to cut you off. My mom had very severe mental health issues her entire life. And part of the problem we had with a lot of her friends and family is that our family members, nobody really understood what she was going through. So if they would see her and she was smiling and she was, you know, dressed really nice and she was having a really great day, everybody assumed that everything was okay. And then when she was literally like couldn't leave her house for weeks and she didn't even want to get out of bed and take a shower because she was going through some really severe depression and things like that. You know, nobody understands that. They think, oh, well, what's wrong with her? Oh, she's having a bad day. Is she sick? Does she need to go to the hospital? What's going on? But it's it's a situation that changes. There's so many factors involved in mental health. Well, and a lot of times people just, they fake it, right? Because they don't want to have to explain why they're sad. Or they don't want to have to explain that they don't know why they're sad. Right. I mean, I definitely think a lot of people fake it, but I think the 
response to someone that is suffering from a mental health issue is not as sensitive and in a manner. Um, oh, not at all. I 100. percent I mean, agree with help. You. Not. I don't want to say helping them, but people aren't receptive to that. You because know, people they don't, don't want to support that. Well, that's what I'm saying because they don't understand because they can't see it, right? And they so, don't under. Yeah, they they don't know what yeah, to do and, and they, they don't know how to react either because they don't know what the person's going to respond to that day. My my answer to that is, and this is what I try and tell people, it's kind of like harboring, and this is kind of what I see sometimes in my personal life. It's like people who harbor hate, right? If you look at people in your life that you know that are like spiteful, angry, just not nice people, they look like shit physically. And it's because like you literally age yourself because you have like cortisol going crazy, your (laughs) blood sugar's running because you just can't be happy. And everyone that I know, like people actually told me like lately, like, oh my God. And I'm, this is other people's words. Like, you look so good. You're like aging in reverse, blah, 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 blah. And You're I'm like, thank you. Yeah, I do. And I haven't changed anything that I do like cosmetically, right? Right. And it's because I'm happy, yeah. right? I, I'm like optimistic. David's a very optimistic person. Like everything's like, don't get me wrong. Like, people have fights and you get angry, but like yeah. my life has become a little easier and and that, so that's what I would tell people. Like, if you don't understand mental health, think about the people in your life that you know that are just miserable you-know-whats, right? And they probably mostly look like shit. And it's because physical, the physical harbors what's going on on the inside. And that's what you have to think about. Like, it, you can't see it. You just, you, you, it's, it's very difficult. I see a lot of mental health in my, like a lot of mental health issues in my practice. And and you got to really pull it out of people because they won't come in your office and be like, I think I'm depressed. I mean, no, no, no. no. You, you got to like, you get why the don't robo you want to go out? Why don't you this? Yeah. Why don't you that? Like you have to pull it out of people and then you have to convince them go get to help. either get help, begin medication, start meditating, do mindfulness exercises. Like, I mean, I must say to do mindfulness exercises and meditate a thousand times a day in my office. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I feel bad for her. I really do. And, I, and, I, and I, I question whether, like you said, she's got a true circle. I question whether she's getting the right type of support is the word I'm going to use, not right. even help, the right type of support from the right people. It seems like she's dating a guy who, you know, from, from obviously from very afar, I'm no, nowhere near her. I'm, right. not her. I'm not her doctor and all he's, I know is social media. But he seems, seems to be very supportive. supportive. Yeah. The, one of the things I read on Instagram, which literally like made me want to vomit, I'm not exaggerating, you know, being a mom and reading this stuff. So she has two teenage boys. She's in a really, it seems like, healthy relationship. She has an IUD okay, inside I her. I don't even know how that's effing legal. What Don't even get me hell? started on that. There was a whole thing. So we got people having 20 babies and they don't have an IUD and then okay. this woman has an IUD? Come I don't on. understand. You know what I mean? Even if she does have a mental health issue, that's, you're telling me a, a conservatorship? Asinine. Is requiring her to have legal. an IUD? I don't think that's legal. I don't know how that can be legal. I don't, I don't know. know. In Florida, that shit wouldn't be legal. Uh, you can't do that. I don't think that's legal in Florida. I don't practice I mean, probate, I, we, but we, we, how we, we force an IUD We bake around tons of people. We don't stick IUDs in them. And I don't that's even know. I don't know if me. that's true or not, but I did read that. She, and she, she, she said She that. was posting it on Instagram if it was really her post, because who knows if it's her page Well, that's or not. the other thing, too. People are like, we know this isn't Britney. I mean, yeah, and they're there like ghostwriting her Instagram. Listen, there are some <laughs> posts that are kind of bizarre, but I think that she's probably just kind of quirky. I mean, think about this. And probably had enough of all the bullshit. She's been in the spot. You guys have to realize. She's been in the spotlight since she was like four. Okay. That's what I mean. She's four. been massively famous since she was like 12 or 13 yep. or 14. Yep. I don't know. Around that time. So, I mean, what else does she know besides standing in front of a camera and dancing? I mean, th- she doesn't know anything else. Well, right? that's what she's been good at, and that's what that's she's making money off and of. And so people are like, oh, this is bizarre. But is it bizarre? 
Is it? I mean, that'd be like me getting on camera and only talking about cardiology or like whatever. Like, would that be considered bizarre? Probably not. That's what I do for a living. That's what she did. That's all she that's, knows. That's all she knew. Right? And she so, was constantly working for someone else. Yes. It was never, she never had control it's, of her I, own I mean, money. this whole thing is just, and you know what? Listen, they can always go, here's the, here's the best part. You can always go back. You can always go back. So let's say like she's deemed completely competent. What do you mean go back? Enough. She can always, there could be another, there could be another conservator in the future. It's not like just because they cancel it, this oh, you can't oh. do it again. I mean, it's like, well, they have to apply for it. I mean, yeah, they have to like, go through the same. It's like, I stopped my medications. I mean. Does it all mean I'm going to have to be off of them for, no, you could go back on. I mean, no, no, of course. But if that is true, that they're requiring through this conservatorship for her to have an IUD and she cannot have a baby with her boyfriend that she wants to and she's 39 years old and obviously if she waits longer she's going to have more problems because she's hitting her 40s. That is so jacked up that who, who is the person that made the decision that that was a good idea? And if it is her father... Holy shit. Because Shame you know why? on because him. Because daddy probably doesn't want baby to get all the money if something happens to her. Oh, there you go. Because automatically yeah. go in like a yeah. trust. Because the beneficiary wouldn't be of him of the money anymore course. because she'd want to have a baby. Not, oh my gosh, I want my daughter to have the best life the that she could live. Of that? No, but I, I mean, mean, he's paying for everything. He's draining all her money. She's not even going to have any money to live off of herself if they I, keep this thing going. I mean, and like this whole, vague, when, she re, when she was did a residency in Vegas, what was that about? Did he just get all that money? Well, did you watch the Britney Spears documentary that was... Um, you know I don't watch that shit. Come on now. Oh, my God. It wasn't on Bravo either. <laughs> you know I'm a Bravo junkie, but I, I forget the name of the... I mean, I watch Dateline the... Murder Mysteries at night. Okay, I don't remember the name of the... Which is a rule. If they interviewed you, you never killed them. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know who it was, what the station was, but... They talked about, you I mean, there was tons and tons of money put into the production. They built the beautiful stage for her. Like, she was supposed to be living there. And then the day of the opening of the show, she, you know, they had, like, you know, all of the, whatever they call it, you know, all the stuff going on as she walks out. And then she just didn't walk out. <laughs> she didn't walk out. And there was all these fans screaming Why? for her and, like, a giant red carpet. Why? And, like, they claimed on the documentary that she was having a mental health crisis and wasn't able to perform that night. But you know what? Think about it. Well, it wasn't what, even performing. It was that, opening that, up her would residency. Would that be abnormal if you're being pushed to do something you don't want to do, right? You're doing this whole thing. Like, that's kind of a normal reaction. Like, F you, I'm not going. Yeah, you're Hands making me do it. Air. I'm not going to do it. Have fun. Fuck you, I'm not going. Like, you know Excuse what I mean? our friends. Like, we should I, almost, I almost wonder, like, maybe that's a completely normal reaction. She's like going to put her, it's like putting your heels in the sand. Like, Well, no, the other no. part that she, if it is her, in fact, posting on Instagram, which I found very interesting. I, I know you, I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but there was years ago music that she was putting out and they were saying that she was lip singing initially and then they changed the mantra to say that it was digital music in the background and it wasn't really her voice i mean she obviously lip syncs whenever she's i mean well i think I, most people lip yeah, sing when they're performing that, my, i mean I, you're I, like right dancing true. like maniac. yeah I, mean, I don't know how you could possibly sing and dance like that at the same time i, I mean I yeah that's whatever. crazy i mean not that we're performers maybe you can i don't know breathing exercises i don't know but she it's was <laughs> you're going to watch her you're not going to watch, i mean come on like yeah but they were saying that some of these posts were coming out saying that her dad was the one that was forcing all of the digital music so you could hear less of her voice and it was more, you know, like electronic digital yeah, music, yeah. which was masking her true voice. So she was saying people never even really heard how she really sang during those albums that came out because it wasn't really her true voice. It was mixed electronic music and this stuff like that. So and then she got slammed in the music industry around those yeah. years because they were saying her music was fake and not real. And her posts now, if they're really her, they're saying, I just want to sing my songs my way and do things my way and wear well, what I want to wear good. Let her do and it. wear and my own they, makeup. And if they fail, they fail. If they don't, they don't. I mean, who cares? She's got enough money. Let her do it. I mean, who gives a rat's ass if she's got, you know, uh, 
automated, you know, whatever music or her own voice. Like, if she sucks, then the whole listen. Here's everybody's going to know if she sucks, and the whole world's going to tell her. And she wanted it, right? And she so, won't make money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what you wanted. You wanted to be free, so you're going to get everyone's opinions that go along with it. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's a decision she makes, not a decision right. that somebody makes for her because of some conservatorship and a court document and court orders which allow other people to make decisions on her behalf now what i did read because you know i don't watch that shit but what i did read were the court transcripts from whatever she like spent 30 minutes blowing everybody up and let me tell you she sounded pretty freaking coherent yeah i read some of them not all of the transcripts but yeah like 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 no 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 no. she had prepared her case she knew exactly what she needed to say yes she probably had a little bit of help from somebody hopefully in her corner i would hope so everyone gets help from a lawyer yeah and she presented it hopefully in a persuasive manner i mean granted they didn't end the conservatorship but they did let her pick her own lawyer which is a huge step which is correct which is that's a huge step you know she's gonna and and Dave said that that guy is like, it's like some giant, like they're going to just, they're just going to go balls to the wall with this whole thing. And so, blow it up. Yeah, they're going to blow it up. The whole thing. I mean, I hope, honestly, if there were wrongdoings all of these years, I hope they literally expose if, if her dad, that's a big if, if her dad was taking advantage of the situation, I hope they destroy him. How about prison? How no, he should prosecute him. What about I? Yeah. How about like, theft? A hundred percent. How about conspiracy? Well, you know, there's a whole Netflix movie on this. It's ridiculous. What's it called? I really like you. Is that what what it was? There's like a Netflix. I don't movie. know. Like you watch Netflix. I yeah, watch Bravo. <laughs> you see the difference? Yeah. Whatever. And, and um, what's your point? <laughs> it's about it's about guardianships. It's about uh-huh. like this woman who runs a company. It's so fucked up. I'm sorry, my language, but it's she's yeah. got like a whole wall of like old people. And she, like, literally will go meet with their doctor be like, oh, do you have anyone new for me? And the doctor's like, oh, this person's, like, getting a little demented, but we can just lie and say this. And then the doctor will write a letter to a judge saying that they need a guardian. This woman becomes the guardian and takes over all of their money. It's, it's like ridiculous. a whole movie about it. Oh, my gosh. It's re- I think it's called I Really Like You. Everyone needs – it is so oh, – have to look at it. Good. It's, like, the only movie well, I could get David to sit down and watch. I mean, it is, like, really good. And she creates this giant business, and then it all comes I back I really like you, the and then she gets – blown up basically it's well so I'll tell you good when I worked at the state attorney's office there was a whole unit and it's still there on on elder abuse and I didn't work in that unit but the cases that came through our office oh, yeah. and the amount of crimes that were committed against elderly people being taken advantage oh, of yeah. You know, oh, it yeah. was like ridiculous. And it should count towards that as far as I'm concerned like that is a form of elder abuse it's theft I mean, well, I mean, elder abuse, obviously, under the statute depends on the age of the victim. But whatever it is, it's it's conspiracy. It's theft. I mean, there's probably I mean, a million things going on. We, Can I you had imagine? We last week in the hospital. I mean, if we even suspect it, you have to call it in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. So it's just like. I care a lot. That was the name. Not I really like you. I care a lot. That I was care the name a lot. of the movie. Thanks, okay. Al. I, I mean, it, guys, I'm te- it is so good, this movie. I'm going to have to so check good. it. It's I, a movie or it's, a series? It's a movie on Netflix. I care a lot. Okay. I care a lot. It is, it's, it's really messed up. But it, I, it's funny. I asked Dave. He's like, oh, no, people do this shit. I'm sure it's, it's like, real. Like, I'm sure it's real. He's like, it's crazy, like, because the Guardians make so much I mean, I, they're court appointed, most of them. That's, that's what it, she's a court appointed yeah. guardian. And then the she, court. Her job is to be a guardian. So she's supposed to protect people's money and their business interest or whatever the yeah, case so may I'll, be. I'll give you an example. I've had, a, I've had a patient. She takes their money. Yes. I had a patient in my office come in one time, right? It was um, the patient with his guardian. He had mental health problems, had a guardian, but you know, patient was relatively coherent, right? Right. Had Medicare, did not have a supplemental policy. So we bill Medicare. There was a balance and she's like, I'm not paying it. I was like, what do you mean you're not paying it? 
<laughs> I was like, you're his guardian. He's got money. Like we like Yeah, pay the yeah. bill. I'm not paying it. So if she's not paying it, like where's the money going? Aren't you supposed to So you know, it puts me between a rock and a hard place. I'm like, who the hell are you? You right. know what I mean? And so she's like, oh, I'm gonna send you another patient. I go, I don't want any more patients from you. Yeah, like no. you don't even pay your bill. No. It's very weird. And like her card said, like, you know, guardian, blah, blah. And you know, it's hard because there, you've got it's kind of like physicians, kind of like lawyers. You've got amazing guardians, I'm sure. And then you've got scumbags, right? And so you've got like both sides of the aisle and you don't know like, and it, but it's true. Like, you know what I'm talking Well, it's true. Well, like, you've I got mean- like the lawyers that you see on the street, you're like, you're sleazy. And then you've got like you and David on the other side, right? So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Well, and, every and, profession. And lawyers look every at doctors profession. and it's like, oh, it's a hired hack, you know? And then 100%. doctors look at lawyers and like, oh, a hired hack. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I know a friend of mine was having like a medical divorce, we call it, like when you're splitting a practice and told me how much he was spending on his lawyer. And I'm like, have you lost your mind? Yeah. Like, what? Well, now you've personally been through it and you know. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to figure out where your money's going and how is it being properly cared for? Because don't people look at, at themselves in the mirror, Tiffany? I was thinking about this the other night with my husband. Do people really look in the mirror or is it just me and say, what can I do to make my, the next day a better day? Like, what can I do to make sure my next day is better than today? And what can I do to protect my future and the future of my children? Like, I literally think about that. I don't think people think about that. No. I really don't. No. People, you know what? They I, don't. I, I it's like so, in the moment. You I have know? a new saying. Impulsive thinking. I have a new saying because I was trying to think about my life and divorce and, you know, the, the whole 2020 disaster, which 2021 has <laughs> been amazing, but 2020, not so much. Yeah. 2021 has been pretty good. 2021 has been real good to me. So, so far we're knocking on wood. I have a new <laughs> thing. It's, it's not that people are selfish necessarily. It's that they're self-centered. I thought we were going to say selfless, but Self not everyone. Self-centered, right? Self-centered, It's not okay. that they wouldn't help you. It's just, I'm going to help you, but has it benefit me? It's like, they're the middle of the universe. That's and arrogancy. I think, and I think, there's a, I think that's the problem. You know, especially physicians. I was talking to someone about, um, who was I talking? I was talking to one of my patients that sits on a very major board for a very big hospital up north, like very big. Guy's got a lot of money, used to be a CEO of a very big company. And he goes, you know... I just have a hard time with these physicians and that he's like, they put them in these positions of power, but they don't know how to be leaders. And it's true. Most physicians don't like, just because you're a doctor doesn't know you know how to be a leader. It means right. You know how to be a doctor. Right. Right. And I said, and I told him, I said, it's not that they're selfish, they're self-centered. And he's, he sits back in his chair and he goes, I've never heard it described that way. I go, oh, he's going to help you. But he wants the whole freaking world to know that he helped you. Yeah, because it's right? what, I'll they're do something for you, but what can you do for me? Exactly. Or let me tell everyone. So I, and that's How the does problem it with a me? lot of people. How does it benefit me? Right. And it's funny because from an outsider, people probably think that about me. Like, oh, I don't really care what people think, but like. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I, I that is just probably two people off the top of my head that probably think that but <laughs> I don't think that but but you know, there's different ways of looking at but every there's, situation but there's different what, what I mean by that is like do I make some decisions in my life based on what's best for me a hundred percent I've said that on the podcast a thousand times you if you're should. not happy nobody's happy but do I do things for other people thinking about myself first absolutely not if I do something for somebody else it's because I'm doing it for them I'm, it has nothing to do with me nothing to do with me I would agree with that 
I would agree with but that. that's the problem and I think that's so circling back that's to this whole a big Britney problem thing, that's with the Britney. problem that's exactly the problem. because everybody's looking at yes. this what can this do what for can the me? paparazzi get what can the news stations get yep. what can the judge get what can you know like can you imagine being the judge presiding over this case like holy shit she's got the Britney Spears case I mean like the same thing happens in Broward County with these crazy shootings and the school stuff and all that stuff right. like the judges be, and and the sad and the, part is the judges become such a focus in the media's eye about what they're doing and how they're doing it. When in the reality, when you look at it from the reality standpoint, okay, the judge should remain neutral no matter what. And I think they probably do. I think it's just hard. I, don't, I, I hope. Don't. I mean. I mean, look, we can all close our eyes and literally I can close my eyes and tell you what the O.J. Simpson's judge looked like, right? Because the camera was on the judge more than the camera yeah. was on anybody else. I mean, else. just think about the whole Anna Nicole Smith case mm. that happened at the Hard Rock. Uh-huh. That you was know here. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was Broward County. I, know. I I forget the judge's name, but I mean, he wrote a he book. Wrote a book. I was he just about to say. Book. I mean, what? He was on every what? talk show talking about it's him presiding nuts. over the probate case. And then how about the whole paternity action? Who's who's the daddy of the baby? You know, I, that, listen, Nicole that is hands down a job I would never, ever Ever, ever want, ever. A judge? Ever. Oh, me neither. Ever. Oh, hell no. Ever. Never. You can't do anything else. Never. Per- you can't go to events. You can't. No. Do- you can't. You it's can't- not for everyone. Oh, my God. No way, shape, or form would I do no. that job for the amount of money they make. Never. Well, I don't even care so Never. much about the money. I don't care. I care more about you have no life. Like it's you're ego. shoved but in a, a box, of you know? But a ego, too. You walk in a room and everyone stands up for you. Ooh. Ooh. And you're called judge everywhere yeah, you go. Ooh. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? Judges. What's it? What is it? Oh, that? Judge Larry Sidon. Oh, that was his Sidon. name. Yeah, cool. yeah. Sidlin. Yeah, yeah. Judge Sidlin. I, I just. Yeah, he wrote a book. He was on a bunch of talk shows. I remember, the, actually, I was a prosecutor at that time, and I remember all the mobs of people that were standing outside the courthouse just waiting for the people to come in and out and all the media cameras, you know, that were set up with all the news stations and everything that were watching like the faces and the reactions of people coming in and out of the courtroom. It was nuts. Yeah. I, you know, I had a much bigger ego. He left the bench shortly after that. I got a much bigger ego when I was younger. I like don't even care anymore. Like people call me Tiffany. They don't even call me doctor. Like, dude, I don't care. I know I have a doctor degree. I don't need you to reinforce it every time I walk in the room. I, it's just. Just don't call you a nurse. Yeah, that's that's not okay. Yeah, that, I, I'm not okay. But I don't get mad. I just correct <laughs> them and I move on. But I don't I don't get mad. I don't get mad because because they didn't know. And I but but my point is it's like I, I think a lot of just people are just so self centered and self absorbed. It's just unfreaking believable. Yeah, it, it really is. But I I want to say a couple things to kind of wrap up this episode about Brittany and what we talked about today. I think what's most important is people have to look at what's going on in that case from the eyes of Brittany. As opposed yes. to the eyes of her father, the eyes of the judge, the eyes of the, you know, the media platforms, the, I mean, the paparazzi is still going crazy with all the stuff going on. And I think these hearings are live. I'm not sure, Tiffany, but I think they're live. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going I, on I in and out I don't of know. the, they might be. I don't you know, know, the courthouse and everything going on. But think about it from the eyes of her and what she's doing. And then also, I would recommend that everybody watch that I Care. What is it? I Care For You. I Care A Lot. I care, I care a, lot. a lot on Netflix. I'm actually going to try to watch it's that tonight. Re- like, that sounds David really and I good. had somewhere to go. It's like a few months ago, and it was on, and he like just wanted to stay and finish watching the movie. It was so good. Oh, wow. Yeah, you want to no. leave the house? Yeah, and he's like not like that. He's Unless it's Dateline. But <laughs> Oh, and then he, he wants to get on. Yeah. But we'll continue to follow this whole Britney saga, and I'm still free Britney. That's still my, my mantra. I'm I just still want to know the, the platform honestly, of free Britney. I don't even have I an support opinion. Her. I just want to know the damn facts. Like, 
I want to support her, but I don't know. Like, maybe she is not competent. I don't know. I just want someone to have neutral facts. I don't think there's any neutral facts, and that's my problem with the whole thing. And if we were the judges, we would say appoint a neutral doctor I think to evaluate her. the judge should appoint the doctor. Three like, doctors literally, is what I like, say. Yeah. Three doctors. But no one gets to pick their doctor. Like, nope. Because obviously the, the one side's going to pick the doctor that's going to have their opinion. And like, that's obvious. Like, why are we even doing that shit? Because the, there's going to be a tiebreaker. You might as well just go straight to the freaking tiebreaker right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, it's How about dumb. all the money that's being wasted it's in the court dumb. hearings on it's all dumb. of the evaluations? It's stupid. Like, and the litigation. I love you, but people spend way too much money on their lawyers. Oh. Just to fight. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I hear it in that David's office. Heart. I'm like, why? Are, that hurts what? my heart. <laughs> I'm right, though. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what's important? People need doctors Resolution. and people need lawyers. <coughs> There's an important part of society <coughs> that needs our careers and our professions. It's true. I've just been talking a lot, so I'm coughing. Oh, you're coughing and you're <coughs> using your voice. So to wrap this up, uh, we want everybody to make sure that they stay healthy and stay grounded. Stay grounded.